the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to another edition of The Ride Home with John and Kathy, live from the Salem-Pittsburgh studios. And now, here are your hosts, John Hall and Kathy Emmons. Hey, good afternoon. Greetings. Thanks for coming along for the Thursday edition of The Ride Home. Kath, um, Mm -hmm. elementary school, I was always grateful, first day of school or so, and then forward from that the rest of my life, whenever the teacher... The new teacher would struggle with the pronunciation and the correct spelling of new students' last name. Mm, yes. I'm sure you suffered with that tremendously. Well, my maiden name was unpronounceable. So. Right. Mm-hmm. Well, I see today in the paper that uh, Marc-Andre Fleury has made, of late, of great fame here, of course, with the Penguins, made his way to the... Um, Chicago Blackhawks. Yeah. What a terrible idea. Yeah, it was not his idea. End but... of his career, but they introduced him today to the uh, to the media in Chicago. Yeah, and made a big splash with his jersey. And uh, when they presented him with the new Blackhawks jersey, they misspelled his name on the back of the jersey. Stop it! Of course, the uh, spelling is F L E U R Y. Right, they spelled it F L U E R Y. I mean, that's when you feel like they're not really glad I'm here. Has anyone paid attention? How many hands did that jersey process go through for someone to go, that's how it's spelled, we're good to go? And that's also sad that all of those hands that it went through clearly aren't paying much attention to hockey. No. Because he's been kind of a big name for the last decade. But the team, when it was, you know, someone from the team had to order that, right? I mean, there's a a process. That is really, really humiliating. That's terrible. Yeah. That's really, really awful. So I, I, I'm grateful that my last name, H-A-L-L, you couldn't screw that up if you tried. Have you shared with the listening audience your middle name? Um, no, I've not. Is it time? Sure. I, I just, I feel like fine. I'm fine with if, if, if you're confronted with a last name like Hall, yeah. you choose a first name like John, mm. your middle name could be something substantial like Sebastian no. or like... Worthington, like something that has a lot of syllables because you're monosyllabic on both sides. Listen, th- this was, the, you know, my parents had seven kids. Do you think they were worried about a middle name? My brother doesn't even have a middle name. Oh, so at least you got one of those. Yeah, I got a middle name. Okay. So my right. middle name, my, and I, I have no, I never really, can, uh, yeah. My middle name is Keith. It's just simple. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Management saying something to me that apparently I, I can't say out there. Now, here's the thing. It just seems as if there was a golden opportunity missed. I don't know. I don't know even know where that came from. Like, there's nobody in our family. Like John Worthington Hall. Like, you yeah. see, you, that, that has like a thing. Right. Well, I mean, nobody in my, in my family is named Keith. So they just kind of like made that up. Now, the, Maybe I'm, they wanted to stick with the monosyllabic. I'm not sure. I think here's the deal. They always used to say this. We struggled with... We wanted to call you out, name you after your grandfather. Now his name is John Floyd Hall. <laughs> it could have been worse. I could have been Floyd. 
They were going to call me. They were actually going to call me Floyd, like Floyd the Barber on the Andy Griffith show. <laughs> Can you imagine? Like, oh, it is kind of funny because today, this is interesting. Today, you know, the Capitol was under a um, yeah a, a lockdown because right. some guy had a bomb. His first name, Floyd, which is weird. I think mm. any guy, any poor guy's name is Floyd. Right. That's out of like something like from 1912. <laughs> So I could have been Floyd. If you're listening to the program and your name is Floyd, we think that you are valuable as you are, and we're glad for your name. It's my grandfather's name, and I love my grandfather. Pap, Pap Hall, Floyd, (laughs) a.k.a. Floyd. We love you, Pap. Yeah. But, you know, it could be worse. I don't know. But listen, you know... No one's ever going to misspell my name. No, you're right about that. And I'm sure in your career. Listen, my whole life before I got married was just every single time I'd say my name. They'd say, what? Say that again. Every, what? What what was your maiden name? Bletchars. It sounds very simple, Bletchars. But it has B-L-E-C-H-A-R-Z. What what did you get instead? Bleakars, Mm -hmm. Blackerts, (laughs) um, Belchers. Those are the top three. So when you met your husband, you thought, Emmons, that's Emmons, a nice name. like, sign me mm, up. Mm-hmm, yeah. There was, I was never one of those women that considered hyphenation. You Let's never. put it that note. Kathy Bletchars Emmons. Never. That's an awful lot. It's a lot. And my great-grandparents altered the name because it used to be B-L-E-C-H-A-R-C-Z-Y-K. It was Blachachik. <laughs> First, so and they went they, for the symbol. so they thought Bletchars was like super easy. Like, yeah. let's cut that down. And now it's like you know yeah. nobody can pronounce. Nobody's yeah. ever been able to pronounce it anyway. So you know, a, a multimillionaire, a great athlete, has his name misspelled. Such is life. All right. The hey, French, they've always been prevailed upon. As we always do, we take a look at the uh, news stories of the day. Kath, please give us the uh, the top four at four. Reading from my iPad today, John. All righty, that's fine. I usually have the papers in front of me, but why not mix it up? It's paperless world now. For Thursday, August 19th, 2021. Number one. Mississippi's top health official concluded today that the state with the nation's second lowest vaccination rate is now suffering through the worst part of the pandemic. Mm. In a week in which more than 20,000 students have been quarantined for exposure to the coronavirus. Wow. Mississippi State Health Officer Thomas Dobbs acknowledged the severity of the state's health crisis in today's Washington Post. Quote, we're clearly at the worst part of the pandemic we've seen throughout, and it's continuing to worsen. We're seeing higher and higher numbers, not just of cases, but hospitalizations, people in ICU units, and on life support. And sadly, as we've seen, additional deaths are going to follow. That's a pick-me-up, right? Number two. Amazon plans to open several large physical retail locations in the U.S. that will operate like department stores. What? Yep. A step to help the tech company extend its reach in sales of clothing, household items, electronics, and other areas, according to today's Wall Street Journal. So they drove retail out of business, but now they're going to be retail. Is that a deep irony? Oh, boy. Some of the first Amazon department stores expected to be in Ohio and California. It seems like a like. Did they just put the fifty in a in a hat and just pull? Okay, I got Ohio. You got California. The new retail spaces will be around thirty thousand square feet, which is smaller than most department stores, which typically are about a hundred thousand square feet. And they're going to offer items from top consumer brands, but it's a little unclear as to exactly what brands Amazon's going to be featuring, although the company's private label goods are expected to feature prominently. That makes sense, right? Good threads. Number three. 
And it's definite. We talked about this on yesterday's show. Students in the Pittsburgh Public Schools have a new date for the first day. The school board voted last night to revise the calendar so that the first day of school will definitely not be September 8th. And it won't be August 25th. It's going to be September 3rd. Maybe. We'll see. The district had initially planned to start classes, as I said, on October. Or not on October. No, I'm saying October. There's a new date. (laughs) It's a brand new date, everybody. Stay tuned. I should be a spokesman. For the district. No, had initially planned to start classes on August 25th, but delayed the first day of school because of transportation issues. Um, This allows students, uh, Mr. Hamlet said, he's the superintendent, to start as early as possible while also giving the district time to fully implement transportation strategies designed to meet the bus driver shortage and transport students to school every day. But what that really means is that parents were so incredibly hacked off that the district finally had to do something. And number four, the Pirates lost to the Dodgers for the 16th straight time last night. Six zip. Blessedly, the team has the day off. <laughs> and that is your top four at four. All right. Say, so, uh, this is the Ask the Pastor Day. We do this occasionally. I love this day. Chris Marshall joins us from New Life Christian Ministries. If you've got a question about the Bible, faith, family, relationships, life in general, wherever you happen to be, We'd appreciate your phone calls. It is an opportunity for you to call anonymously. Maybe you've been struggling with a piece of scripture that you cannot make heads or tails maybe of. Maybe you've never read the scripture and you don't know a thing about it. Right. Maybe you're embarrassed to speak to your pastor for whatever reason. You've got a question. 800-320-8255 is the number to call. That number, 800-320-8255. You're maybe new to the faith or thinking about becoming a believer or struggling with your atheism or what have you. Maybe you never liked your pastor and mm-hmm. you felt like you couldn't ask him or her any questions at all. And so you've had this nagging thing and you thought, you know, I, I, I'm never going to get this answer. Maybe you've been reading Leviticus and you have no idea what's going on. Maybe you've never heard the word Leviticus and so you're not even sure what we're talking about. <laughs> 800-320-8255. Pastor Chris Marshall, Ask the Pastor. That's next year on The Ride Home. WORD. This week from Bible teacher Chuck Swindoll, a lesson on forgiveness. To refuse to forgive another is hypocritical. Why? Because you have been forgiven an infinite amount. There is not one sin that would be marked against you. It's hypocritical to refuse to forgive another. Study the book of Matthew with Chuck Swindoll, weekdays on Insight for Living. Tomorrow morning at 8 on 101.5 WORD. As you know, Mike Lindell has a passion to help everybody get the best sleep of their lives. And he didn't stop by simply creating the best pillow. Mike created the Giza Dream Bed Sheets. They look and feel great, which means an even better night's sleep. Mike found the world's best cotton called Giza. It's ultra soft and breathable, but extremely durable. Mike's Giza Sheets come with a 60-day money-back guarantee and a 10-year warranty. The first night that you sleep on the Giza Sheets, you'll never want to sleep on any anything else. Giza Dream Sheets come in a variety of sizes and colors and Mike's latest incredible deal is the sale of the year. For a limited time, you receive 50% off the Giza Dream Sheets. You receive a set for as low as $49.99. Go to MyPillow.com, click on the radio listener square, use promo code WORD. There you'll find not only this amazing offer, but also deep discounts on MyPillow products, including the MyPillow mattress stopper and much more. Call one 800 Use the promo code WORD, 1-800-391-0954, promo code WORD. 
A local bus driver, a mom, a dad, a 70-year-old tearfully sharing a need, all of them grateful for the Lighthouse's food pantry. Just one of the many programs you can support through the Lighthouse Foundation's annual fundraiser gala September 24th. Now is the time to become a sponsor, auction an item, or provide a centerpiece. Your support will help those most in need throughout Butler and Northern Allegheny counties over the coming year. Do it today. Become a sponsor. Visit thelighthousepa.org. Trip to Europe. Visit all 30 Major League Baseball stadiums. Go skydiving. Okay, so you know what you want to do in retirement, but do you know how to get there? Tune into Your Retirement Blueprint with Kurt Kenotic and Ethan Lane of Accurate Solutions Group Saturdays at 10 a.m. to get answers to your retirement planning questions. Plan today so you can do the things you've always dreamt about doing in retirement. Listen every Saturday morning at 10 to Your Retirement Blueprint with Accurate Solutions Group. Investment advisory services offered through ASG Investment Management, LLC. To be or not to be, if that's your pest question, get the help you need at BoozeBugStoppers.com. Booze respects bees until they become a stinging problem for homeowners. Boo and his Bug Stoppers team can safely remove wasps, hornets, carpenter, and ground bees with no long-term contracts and a 100% satisfaction guarantee. Get a free quote today. When it comes to getting the buzz on bees, who are you going to call? Booze Bug Stoppers at BoozeBugStoppers.com. Happy to welcome into the studio, Pastor Chris Marshall from New Life Christian Ministries in Saxonburg. This segment up until the top of the hour here is called Ask the Pastor. So if you've got a question about theology, the Bible, family, relationships, whatnot, uh, we've uh, given uh, you an opportunity to avail yourself to call a pastor and ask a question at 800-320-8255, 800-320-8255. See, the phones are uh, picking up right now. Okay. Um, should we start with an email? Yeah, sure. Or right. We can do emails. Talk about emails as okay. well. Okay. Yeah. So I, I, I always take uh, submissions by email if you're not comfortable calling. Kathy yeah. at wordfm.com. Yeah. K-A-T-H-Y. Yeah. Um, and I've already heard from two people. Also, if you'd like to post on the uh, video stream on Facebook, you can do that too if you want to put your question in there. Very good. Um, but I do have something here from William. We can start out with this, Chris. Wait, well, let's are, do the phone calls. Oh, yeah. Sure. Okay, you, sure. Since, since sure. the phone Please. calls are here. Okay. Why not? All right, uh, let's go to the phones, and um, I'm sorry, I, I don't know your name. Who are you, please? Hello? Hey, this is Ken. Oh, Hi, hey, Ken. Ken, Ken, thanks for calling. Uh, what's your question for Pastor Chris, please? So I was doing some uh, Bible reading this morning, and I started thinking about where did we get the Old Testament canon? Um, I, was, I was reading a book, and I was like, gosh, why is this in here? And it uh, got me thinking about... Where did the Old Testament canon come from? I know it was widely accepted by Jesus' time, but what do we know about that? Good okay. question. First, Thanks, first, Ken. first question, or first thing, Ken. I'm not an Old Testament scholar. What I'll tell you is what I know. I do know that the Greek Old Testament, the Septuagint, was um, in its final form before the Hebrew was totally collected. The Masoretic text, 800 A.D., the, or, yeah, 800 A.D. by its final form, um, although all the scriptures were collected long, long, long before that. In the Septuagint, though, 200 B.C., um, it, it was in its finalized form. So, uh, yeah. So anyway, I, I know that much about it. Where they got collected from, there's all kinds of theories about that. Um, there, are, there are those who say that there were certain groups of mainly priests and rabbis who collected certain groupings, like there's the one guy's called the chronicler. Chronicler, um, uh, that's where you get first and second chronicles. And 
I, I I can't verify this, but I was talking to one of my mentors last week who has a Jewish rabbi who's a friend, and he asked the rabbi friend if he was familiar with the prayer of Jabez. And the rabbi said, yes, I'm familiar with it, but that book, the Chronicles, aren't in our Jewish Bible. Um, hmm. That's a Christian <laughs> addition to the Jewish Bible. So I don't I don't know if that's true or false, but... But could I just say what the what the rabbi said was, besides the prayer of Jabez is about blessing, and you Christians don't know what a blessing is. You think the blessing is like you're you're down on your luck and you pray for God to give you $1,000 and you get $1,000 and that's the blessing. The blessing is that the God of the universe reveals himself to you and interacts with you. That's the blessing. Mm. The $1,000 <laughs> is a byproduct yeah. of the blessing. So anyway, I don't want to get off on a tangent, Ken, but but it was collected by those who were serious about the faith of God, you know, about passing along the, 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 the history, the heritage of, you know, the Jewish people. And uh, the first five books are traditionally written by Moses. Um, and when I say traditionally, I'm not saying I don't believe that. I'm just saying that that's what we believe. And obviously, he didn't write about his own death, which is in the last of the, those five books. But Joshua probably finished that up. Other scholars believe that it was collected you know, later than that. But the fact that there are writings that record history... That's what's really significant. Most of the religions of the world, there's not a there's not a chronology in what they're writing. They're they're religious writings, but it's not it's not a chronology from creation. Um, you know, the Old Testament ends about 400 BC, we would say, and so you can put them together in a chronological way. In fact, there is the chronological Bible, which mm-hmm. takes the all of the writings of Scripture and puts them in the chronological order because they're not necessarily gathered in their chronological order as they're put together in the Christian Bible. It, it's an interesting study. I. I have focused more on learning what the books say than how they got put together. So I'm not the best one to answer that question, simply to say that those who had a vested interest in seeing our faith passed on, both when the faith was the faith of Abraham and and then obviously the faith in Jesus, which added the New Testament. Two-thirds of the Bible is the Old Testament, and one-third is the New Testament, as as we Christians see it. Um, So I'm, I'm sorry I can't. Be uh, give a I guess a more scholarly answer than that, but that's that's what I know. That's good though. Well, that's pretty helpful. That's very good. <laughs> Thank, Thank you, you Ken. Ken. Really appreciate it. Eight hundred three two zero eight two five five is the number to call. Eight hundred three two zero eight two five five. You want to talk to Pastor Chris Marshall? You got a question about the Bible, as our last caller was. Relationships, you name it. Child rearing. Chris will uh, give it a shot here. Let's go back to the phones. And I'm sorry, I, I don't know people's names here today. Um, so I'm, I'm just going to. Uh, Uh, make a good leap faith here. Uh, Who is calling here, please? Hello. Hello, is this me? Yes, sir. Hi. Hi, my name is Joe, and I have a question about Easter. Okay. Okay, I was listening to a um, teaching on the book of Revelation. They were going through the churches, and he made a comment about Constantine. Whenever Constantine made Christianity the... uh, the uh, state religion that something about uh, Easter was always the, the, the way the calendar worked is it never aligned lined up with the Jewish holiday. And I was wondering, as the Reformation went on and everything, why was that never set back to Easter would align with uh, the Jewish holiday? That's a really good question. Again, I I don't know the answer to that question. I understand what you're saying is that Constantine 
and forward, Easter is actually found on a, I think, a really strange formula. Mm-hmm. It's the Sunday after the first Vernal equinox. After the f- first full moon after the vernal equinox. Really? I didn't, uh, know, the, yeah. I didn't know the full so, moon had anything yeah, to do with it. So, so it can be as early as March and as late as the end of April, and it, ch- and it changes every year. As, and as you were saying, um, the, the Jewish Passover is fixed. It's a time, it's a certain time every year. And there is that occasion when they coincide, but ordinarily they don't because Easter changes every year. I don't know why. It was never changed. Um, I guess it might. The, the, the short answer might be in the church. When we get a tradition that seems to work, we stay with it. Um, we don't tend to change things. And, and and I mean, I have always been a little frustrated as a pastor that one year Easter's March the twenty second, right. and the next year it's April the sixteenth. Right. And you never. It's hard to plan uh, because you you like and and Lent can start. Back in the beginning of February, and we're in the middle of February, so because you could back off sure. the forty days. So, sure. yeah, it is a really strange thing. It's it's a good question you ask. I don't understand why it's never been uh, made a steady particular time like Christmas. I mean, we don't change Christmas, no. uh, but but we change Easter. I I, I really don't know. I, I think you I think you're on to something that would be very helpful. Okay, thank you. Yeah, thank you, Joe. 800-320-8255. Once more, 800-320-8255. Pastor Chris Marshall is with us live in studio. Avail yourself. Maybe you've uh, been uh, thinking about a biblical quote or something that's uh, just been you know in your cranium there for a while, okay. and you have not spoken to a pastor about it, whether it's about the Bible or child rearing or, or whatnot, relationships. Pastor Chris is here with us. So at 800-320-8255, we're also doing emails as well. Yeah, I also want to encourage people, if you've never read the Bible, if you've never walked into a church, you just landed on this radio station, Mm. if you have a question, give us a call. You don't have to have any prior knowledge whatsoever of the Bible, Christianity, God, anything. We're just taking honest questions, and uh, Pastor Chris is the man for you. So 800-320-8255, or you can uh, log on to the Facebook stream, 101.5 Word FM, or you can email me at kathy at wordfm.com. All right. Uh, this is from William. Are you ready for this, Pastor Chris? I hope so. Uh, what is a prophet? I hear there are books in the Bible that are written by them. Are there prophets now? That's a really good question. In the, in the Bible, there are books in the Old Testament that are books of prophecy. The book of Revelation in the New Testament has prophetic elements to it. But really, what people often think a prophet is is somebody who tells the future. But that's not what their main job was. In the Old Testament era, what we call the Old Testament era, a prophet's job was to speak forth the word of God. Ordinarily, when they did that, God was telling the people of Israel or the people of Judah, if you don't change the behavior you're currently living, something bad is going to happen, basically. Um, And so that's why a lot of times people think they equate being a prophet with telling the future. Being a prophet simply means speaking forth the word of God. And the news of the prophets in the Old Testament was generally not good. There's a day of judgment coming. You can change. And if you don't change, you're going to experience the day of judgment in a bad kind of way. You're going to be sent off into exile, which they ultimately were. So... So basically, the question is, are there prophets today? Definitely. There are still people speaking forth the word of God. Some have the prophetic gift. In fact, the apostle Paul talked about prophecy as a gift of the Spirit. And so some people have have that as a, as a, as a gifting that they have from the Holy Spirit. But all of us, I believe, as Christians, um, as believers, can have the prophetic um, 
mantle put on us at times when we see the certain things going a certain way. The challenge is, and this is a big challenge, in the Old Testament, if you said you were a prophet and you said something was going to happen and it didn't, they were supposed to stone you to death. Um, so I, in my whole ministry, this is the, this is the the reality for me. I take that very seriously. A, pro, a prophet's word from God, like you say, "Thus says the Lord," it has to come true. So one time in thirty seven years as an ordained pastor, I I thought I received a message from God, and I told the people in the church, you know, this is what God said, and and what it was was we at the time we were at New Life and we had bought this property. And we were taking forever to pay it off. And I just said to God one day, I said, at this rate, you know, I'm going to be dead before we ever have a building on this property. You know, we can't even pay for the property. And I heard the the Lord say, tell the people that we're going to pay this property off in seven weeks. <laughs> I was like, the first thing I said was like, no, I'm not. I mean, I almost said I'm not going to do that. So, but I, I did. I stood up That's in front of the people and I said, and and what I'm talking about is we we had 170 thousand. Doesn't seem like very much these days. 170 thousand dollar mortgage on the property. And in four years, we had paid off a hundred thousand. In four years, mm. so now we're going to pay off seventy thousand in seven weeks. <laughs> in seven weeks, and uh, and the interesting thing was, in the first six weeks, forty thousand came in. Wow! So we only needed thirty thousand more the last day. On the last day, twenty thousand came in. So we had sixty thousand. And everybody was clapping and cheering, and it was at the end of the service. They had actually counted the money. We never counted the money before church was over, but we did it to see, you know. Right. And I stood up, and I was not the most mature pastor at the time, and I said, why are you clapping? I told you seven weeks ago, thus says the Lord, seven weeks we're going to have $70,000, and it's only 60000 you know, so you should, you should not be happy right now. And uh, at the end of at the end of the, the that the, we had a missionary preaching that day, and I came down and he said the ten thousand is coming in today. I went out after worship and this old lady came up to me and she said, Pastor Chris, I have three more thousand. Another person came up to me and said, Pastor Chris, I have a thousand. Another person came up to me and said, What are we lacking? And I said six thousand. He goes, Okay, you got it. Wow. So the 70,000 came in. So here I am, still that alive. Day. They didn't have to stone me <laughs> at the end of church back in, you know, back in 2005, I think that was. Fabulous. Uh, okay, and the but, church but for built. all the years you've been pastoring, you've done that one time. I've done it one time. Okay. Tread lightly. So you, there are pastors mm-hmm. who are actively working who would do that on a weekly basis. Right. Uh, right. There are. And what I say is, are you willing to be subjected to the standard of a prophet? Are you willing to? Are you willing to say when I, thus says the Lord, and then say, if I if this doesn't come true, I'm a false prophet. Right. Because that's why I, I mean I've many times said I believe God is saying this. Yeah. That's way different than saying thus says the Lord. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's been a lot of talk about prophecy <laughs> lately, hasn't there? Right? Oh my Political goodness. prophecy mm-hmm. and yeah, all that. Right. Right. Or or you know all of the uh, different people. I mean I, I'm thinking about the people in the last ten years, but. Historically, who've known the day that Jesus was mm-hmm. returning? Yeah, yeah. Right, right, right. That happens. Harold Camping. That was the yes. guy. That was well, the most recent one, right? Yeah. Right. And what, what I've heard is, you know, that, that those type of organizations are nonprofit organizations. <laughs> 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 they don't good. have a PR. Yeah. yeah. Right. Right. We need to step away for just a minute. Pastor Chris Marshall, ask the pastor your phone calls 800 320 We'll come back in a few minutes and pick up those phones. Stay with us. Thank you.
As you know, Mike Lindell has a passion to help everybody get the best sleep of their lives. And he didn't stop by simply creating the best pillow. Mike created the Giza Dream Bed Sheets. They look and feel great, which means an even better night's sleep. Mike found the world's best cotton called Giza. It's ultra soft and breathable, but extremely durable. Mike's Giza Sheets come with a 60-day money-back guarantee and a 10-year warranty. The first night that you sleep on the Giza Sheets, you'll never want to sleep on anything else. Giza Dream Sheets come in a variety of sizes and colors and mike's latest incredible deal is the sale of the year for a limited time you receive 50 percent off the giza dream sheets you receive a set for as low as 49.99 go to mypillow.com click on the radio listener square use promo code word there you'll find not only this amazing offer but also deep discounts on my pillow products including the my pillow mattress stopper and much more call 1-800- 391-0954. Use the promo code WORD. 1-800-391-0954. Promo code WORD. This is Kathy Emmons. John and I are grateful for the encouragement we have from all of our advertisers and especially our friends at Grove City College. Thanks to everyone at Grove City for supporting the ride home. If your family depends on your income and something happened to you, what would happen to them? You need life insurance, and SelectQuote can help you get it at a price you can afford. SelectQuote found Jacob, 40, who's in excellent health, a 10-year, $500,000 policy for only $19 a month. Not in perfect health? Don't worry. Select quote found Tanya, 40, who has type 2 diabetes, a 10-year, $500,000 policy for only $32 a month. We shop companies like Protective, Prudential, American General, and others to find you the company with the best rates. Give your family the security they need at a price you can afford. For your free quote, call 1-800-880-7474. That's 1-800-880-7474. Or go to selectquote.com. That's 1-800-880-7474. Select Quote. We shop, you save. Get full details on the example policies at selectquote.com slash commercials. Your premium could vary depending on your health, issuing company, and other factors. Not available in all states. Hi, this is Robert Jermolowski, owner of Doing It Right Roofing, Siding, Remodeling. Looking for a new roof or siding upgrade? Call us for a free estimate at 724-NEW-ROOF or visit roofingcontractorpittsburgh.com. Get a king bed for a queen price at Mattress Firm. Save up to $500 during the best Labor Day sale ever on top-rated brands like Sealy and Sleepies. Plus, get a free adjustable base when you spend $6.99 or more. Listen on your smart speaker, the Word FM app at wordfm.com, iHeart, TuneIn, and on radio.com, in the car or at home, too, at 101.5 WORDFM, Pittsburgh. Tonight will be humid. We'll see a shower in spots, otherwise partly cloudy in the evening, followed by late-night low clouds. Tonight we'll see a low of 65. Tomorrow, mostly cloudy and humid. Tomorrow will reach a high of 83. We'll start the weekend off Saturday, partly sunny and humid. Saturday will reach a high of 84. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm forecaster Drew Shannon. Chris Marshall's with us. Ask the Pastor is the segment, 800-320-8255. you got a question about the Bible, relationships, family, you name it. Chris will have a go at it. So avail yourself of speaking to a pastor from New Life Christian Ministries. Let's go back to the phones, Chris, and speak with G. Hey, G, you're live on the air with us. What's your question? Hello. Um, in the Lord's 
prayer. In the King James Version, it says, Thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven. All the other versions say on earth. And I want to know why. My take on that is we were made from earth from the top. So we want God's will done in us. If you put something in a box or on a box, those are two different things. So why is that version say in and all the other versions say on? Hmm. That's a great question too, I, G. I, I didn't know that. Uh, yeah. On I the was King James Version. Just a second. Um Kingdom come in. In. It says in in the Greek. I just looked it up right now. Um, so the original version, which is the Greek version, on which all the English translations have been translated, it's N, E N, which means in. Um, but I guess probably it could be translated as on, but the first and primary translation of that preposition is in. So in the right. in the right. heavens, in earth and in the heavens, at, on earth. Wait a minute. It's, yeah, it's in. Okay, is it in for right. both? So, in earth as it is in heaven? Yes, in the King James. But okay, no, hold, okay. Else, so, okay um, so what, uh, G, what Pastor Chris is doing is he's reading the original Greek. And so okay. he's he's going to, if you just give him a sec here, he's going to tell you if it's the same, if it says in both times. Yeah, it's both. Okay, so it's a okay. So Pastor Chris says it's in both times, in earth as it is in heaven. Sometimes, but some, why do all the other versions say on earth, which is like total to me. I want God to do something in me. I'm made from the earth for His glory. He can't put something on right. me. You know what I'm saying? I see what you're saying, G, and I, th- I I agree with the principle of what you're saying. The bottom line is when Jesus said for us to pray for God's uh, will to be done, his kingdom to come on earth as it is in heaven, it's a it's an example of Hebrew parallelism where the first thing says the same thing, the second thing says the same thing as the first thing in a different way. So what he's saying is he wants God's will to be done right here on earth the way it already is done in heaven. And that's only going to be done by us. And, and, and what you said is it's only going to be done by us when God's God is in us by the power of the Holy Spirit. We're not going to do it naturally. So I don't think I don't think there's a contradiction between either in or on, so long as we understand that the only way God's will gets done on earth is when people who have the, the, the Spirit of God in us act on earth the way they're mm-hmm. already acting in heaven. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah, but, you know, if you're a new believer or something, you know, that could be confusing to them since they don't understand all that. Well, there are a lot of things that are confusing to those of us who aren't new believers, too. So, <laughs> Gee, thank you for right. your phone call. Well, I appreciate yeah, that. Thank you. God bless. You too. God bless you. All right. The phone number is 800-320-8255. Any question at all for Pastor Chris, um, whether it's some deep theological thing or you've never read the Bible before, never stepped foot in church, um, and you just have some general question, and we'd love to hear from you. 800-320-8255. All right. I've got a question from Winosha. Um, from email, and this is the question. Um, People think Revelation is about the future. Could you ask the pastor if the events in Revelation could have already happened? 
Yes, the answer is some of the events in Revelation already did happen, and it's. I, I actually took a course on Revelation in seminary. It's been many, many years ago, but there are various viewpoints about how you interpret Revelation. One mm-hmm. is called a preterist view, which means in that in that time. So some people believe it was totally written for the time in which it was written, either the 60s or the 90s, depending on whether it was Nero or Domitian um, A.D., that it was written for them. Now, there is no doubt that it was written for them. But the question is, can it also be for the future? And I believe the answer is yes. There will be people that would disagree with me. The the ones who are preterite-only viewpoint, they say it's already happened, it's done with, you can basically put the book of Revelation away, you don't need to read it anymore. Uh, I think that as we look at the all the books of the Bible, we will find, number one, every single book of the Bible was written for the people in the time it was written. Right. Otherwise... We wouldn't still have it. Nobody would keep a book if it had no right. you know, relevance to their day. But all of the books also have some things to say about the future. But the book of Revelation in particular, I, I am not one who says that if you could figure out if we're in like Revelation 16, you would know when the end of the earth is coming because Jesus said no one knows the day or the hour. And if Jesus said no one knows, not even I, no, only the Father. So I gave up on looking for that date a long time ago. I always say I'm on the on the welcoming committee, not the planning committee. But <laughs> but the bottom line is, yes, I it can it definitely had meaning for the people in the day who are being persecuted, um, and and I mean Nero and Domitian both wanted to stamp out Christianity. So whenever he talks about tribulation and suffering, and and we all know that there are different interpretations of is the tribulation going to happen before all the Christians are taken out, after all the Christians are taken out, you know, pre-trib, post-trib, mm-hmm. all that. And, and, and what about the millennium? Is there going to be a 1,000-year reign before Jesus comes, after, I mean, before the end when Jesus finally comes back, after all that? And I remember a professor in seminary who said, um, there's people who are pre-millennial, post-millennial, amillennial, and he said, I'm pan-millennial. He said, I think it's all going to pan out in the end. <laughs> and and uh, I mean, obviously he was joking. And, and I don't mean to make a joke about the book of Revelation, but sometimes people get so focused on, you know, that, well, I mean. You missed I, the forest for the trees. Yeah, I remember everybody, at least since the, um, Henry Kissinger was the Antichrist. Mm-hmm. You know, Ronald sure. Wilson Reagan, 666. All these different people, right. you know, who isn't the Antichrist? And actually, if you look in First John, yeah, First John, I just read it last he, night. Yeah. That some antichrists have already come. Some said. antichrists right. have already come. Mm-hmm. So, again, there have been antichrists. I mean, by scriptural revelation, already said there have been. Um, there will be at least <laughs> at least one more right yes. uh, before the end. The time is coming. Mm-hmm. Pastor Chris Marshall with us. 800-320-8255. 800-320-8255. We need to step away. Your phone calls are welcome. He's availing himself of the time. Questions about family, the Bible, you name it, it's here. Emails are welcome as well. We'll be back in just a little bit. 101.5 WORD. You're listening now, so we know you're a fan of the radio station. I am a big fan. And we want you to know that we appreciate you. I am your number one fan. 
That's why we've developed the Word FM Fan Club. It's free to join, and once you do, you can take part in exclusive surveys and contests. Yeah, I love contests. Special offers. Great giveaways. Discounts. Freebies. I'd like to win one of these contests. Become a member today. Go to wordfm.com slash fan club and sign up. We're big fans. If you're drowning in IRS debt and can't afford to pay, then you need to take advantage of special IRS tax programs that are available and free yourself from IRS collection efforts once and for all. Due to the financial hardship consumers are facing throughout the country, the Internal Revenue Service has made it easier to settle delinquent tax problems. An open phone line has been established by Community Tax for consumers to call and see if they qualify. Take down this number or store it in your cell phone, but call the Community Tax Helpline at 800-500-5588. If you owe back taxes to the IRS and cannot afford to pay them back, or even if you have years of unfiled tax returns, there's no need to fear anymore. But you have to call the Community Tax Helpline today at 800-500-5588 for the help that you need. Don't take on the IRS alone. They can attack your wages, savings, pension, home, and even your Social Security check. Call 800-500-5588 for your free consultation and to see if you qualify. That's 800-500-5588. Uncle Ryan is going to talk about how hot, hot, hot cash-out refinances are. That sounds fun. I sound like a broken record. I've been doing this for 18 years. I have never seen a market like this in my life. Home values have generally been skyrocketing the last couple of years. And with interest rates being so low, I've actually seen refinances where people are able to cash out that newly found equity in their homes, do home improvements, whatever it may be, and still save money per month compared to what their prior mortgage payment was. So it's worth a shot just to give us a phone call. And one thing I can promise at United Faith Mortgage is we will not be pushy. It's one of my biggest pet peeves. I can promise you we will not be that way. I like to see it as my job is to present you with a few different options. I step back, I let you decide, and I'll let you call me when you want to move forward. We are United United Faith Faith Mortgage. Mortgage. We pay your appraisal fees up to $500. United Mortgage Court, Melville, New York. MLS number 1330. Department of Banking. Mortgage lender license number 22672. I'm a North Hills girl, and I'm proud to serve that community that I've grown up with. Stock Family Dentistry's Dr. Megan Stock. Nobody in my family was a dentist. It was kind of this innate thing planted in my heart since about first grade. And so God leading me down this path, it's been incredible to not only see my passion come to life, but to be able to do it at home is incredible exceptional dentistry compassionate care stock family dentistry perry highway in wexford visit stockfamilydentistry.com it's ask the pastor with pastor chris marshall from new life christian ministries in saxonburg pennsylvania we're enjoying your phone calls they are an esoteric lot today i would say Mm -hmm, right they are it's a mix 800-320-8255 is the number to call you want to speak to chris pastor chris uh let's go back to the phones and speak with how about deborah deborah uh, you're up next what's your question please hi thank you for call uh for taking my call i was wondering about um marriage and um how, where it was first mentioned in the bible it says man shall cleave to his father and mother and um not to you know in genesis but adam and eve didn't have parents so i don't understand that concept of marriage um and also i'm trying to figure out how to communicate to my kids 
that marriage is important. <laughs> okay, good. Deborah, you started in the right place. If you think about it, there's only one place in the Bible where marriage is talked about when everything's perfect. It's Genesis 1 and 2. Genesis 1, it doesn't say marriage, but it says God created them male and female, and he told them to be fruitful, multiply, subdue the earth, and have dominion over it. So we're given our mandate from God that we are going to be, as male and female, we're going to be fruitful, multiply, which means have children. We're going to be co really rulers with God on the earth. We're supposed to multiply and fill the earth. That's our that's our plan and purpose. In Genesis 2, we have a closer uh, look. I always say Genesis 1 is like the airplane view when you look out the window and you can see the ground, but you can't really see much. And then you go to Genesis 2, and it's like you're driving the bus and you stop and see the biggest ball of um, you know yarn in the world or something. You get to see it up close. And up close, what, Jesus, what God says about marriage is, for this reason, well, actually, let's start off. God had one person, the man. The woman wasn't there. He creates the woman. And when the man sees the woman, he says, at last, this is bone of my bone, flesh of my flesh. She shall be called Isha because she's taken out of Ish. That's actually the Hebrew. She's woman. She's taken out of man. And then it says, it says this is the comment that God makes. For this reason, a man will leave his father and mother and cling to his wife, and the two shall become one flesh. And you're right, Deborah. So far, Adam and Eve didn't have a mother and father. They were created. But the, but for the next ever, every person, every generation since then, they've all had mothers and fathers. Adam and Eve were the mother and father. So God was giving the plan to them. You're the mother. You're the father. You are going to have children. Those children are going to grow up, and they're going to have they're going to get married. And, and I know for us, it's like, oh, my goodness, they're incest. They're marrying. I mean, you know, where did Cain and Abel and where did they get their wives, their sisters? That's the only yeah. I mean, it's the only logical answer. But the point is that God is telling Adam and Eve in this ideal world that I have created. The process is you're going to be fruitful and multiply, which means you're going to have children. They're going to leave you. They're going to move on to their right. own families. And that's one of the things that I always say. I mean, if you look at that passage, it's a very simple little rhyme. Leave, cleave, achieve oneness. If Those are the three things marriage is intended to do. We leave our family of origin. We start a new family. We cleave to our husband and wife. Uh, and they become the primary support system that we have and then achieve oneness. And it's physical, obviously, one flesh, but it's also spiritual in every other way. If you look at any marriage that's having problems, it's one. It's a failure to do one of those things. The husband and wife are not haven't left home. They're still, you know, getting their information about their marriage from their their parents. Um, and and doesn't mean your parents aren't part of your life anymore, but they're not the ones who tell you what to do anymore. And so that the leaving problem, cleaving, you're going to somebody else instead of your spouse um, first. And obviously, again, you want to get advice from other people. I don't get financial advice from my wife, although I do because she's smart about that kind of thing. But I have a financial advisor. I have, you know, I have an insurance person. We go to outside people, but first we go to our spouses. And when we make those decisions, we make them together. And then finally, the achieving oneness, our, our bodies, souls, and spirits are to be bound together to that person. In fact, that's Paul picked up on that in Corinthians and said, that's why you shouldn't be bound together with a prostitute. You know, because you're the temple of the Holy Spirit and you're, there's actually a soul binding when that happens. So that's only supposed to happen in the confines of marriage between a man and a woman. So you go back to Genesis 1 and 2. That's the ideal that God established. Because Adam and Eve sinned, 
does not nullify the ideal that God has established. And because we live in the 21st century where the Supreme Court of the United States has made other decisions, also doesn't nullify what God has established. If you ever want your life to work the best it can possibly work, go back to the owner's manual, the creator's manual, if you Mm -hmm. will, and he will give you what's best for you. The best possible way for us to live our lives is according to his plan and purpose. And he outlined it in the fabric of creation how marriage is to be ordered. And there's a lot more comments because one of the things people say is, you know, you say the Bible is supposed to have biblical marriage. Well, Solomon had a thousand wives. Well, yes, that's after the fall. Well, David, you know, sinned with, yeah, that's after the fall. But let's go back to before and let's talk about what it says. And so that's the order. Is that helpful? Yeah, yeah. And I'm just trying to convince my my kids, you know, living together isn't mm-hmm. the right thing to do. Is, and marriage is, is what God wants. <laughs> you know, the, yeah, the, the thing is, when our children have made decisions, and I have two adult children who aren't making the decisions that I would like them to make from a standpoint of faith, but when those things happen, the thing that I, I this is what this is a personal thing that I think is right from the heart of God. We like when the prodigal son left home, he was still a son, but the father received him back when he came back. The relationship was never broken. I've maintained a very mm-hmm. strong relationship, my wife and I, with our children, even though they don't listen to some of what we say. They still do listen to a lot of what we say. So don't don't break the relationship in order to make your point. Right. But, but make the point that it's it's important. Mm-hmm. Right. Thank you, Fine, but Thank you so much. Appreciate mm-hmm. the phone call. We need to step away for just a minute. Pastor Chris Marshall with us from New Life Christian Ministries in Saxonburg, Pennsylvania. We'll continue on at 800-320-8255. Stay with us. This is Pittsburgh's Christian Talk, 101.5 Word FM. As you know, Mike Lindell has a passion to help everybody get the best sleep of their lives. And he didn't stop by simply creating the best pillow. Mike created the Giza Dream Bed Sheets. They look and feel great, which means an even better night's sleep. Mike found the world's best cotton called Giza. It's ultra soft and breathable, but extremely durable. Mike's Giza Sheets come with a 60-day money-back guarantee and a 10-year warranty. The first night that you sleep on the Giza Sheets, you'll never want to sleep on anything else. Giza Dream Sheets come in a variety of sizes and colors. And Mike's latest incredible deal is the sale of the year. For a limited time, you receive 50% off the Giza Dream Sheets. You receive a set for as low as $49.99. Go to MyPillow.com, click on the radio listener square, use promo code WORD. There you'll find not only this amazing offer, but also deep discounts on MyPillow products, including the MyPillow mattress stopper and much more. Call one 800 3910954 use the promo code word 1-800-391-0954 promo code word We've all been thinking a lot lately about the air we breathe QDOT has been thinking about it for over 100 years, providing big HVAC solutions for the commercial industry, including healthcare, where air quality is paramount. Does your home deserve any less? For affordable solutions, including their new bipolar ionizer, which may eliminate up to 99.4% of airborne viruses, including SARS-CoV-2, breathe easier with QDOT. Call 412-366-6200 or visit q-dot.com. How much do you have saved for retirement? Now, cut that number in half. That's the impact inflation could have on your retirement. 
Have you thought about how that will affect your retirement plans? If not, you should. Recently, we've seen inflation well over 5%, but even at the historical average of 3%, the value of your savings will be cut in half in 20 years. So, what can you do? Start by getting a free booklet from Kurt Kenotic at Accurate Solutions Group. It will help you understand how inflation could impact you and show you simple ways to prepare for it. Get this booklet to discover five easy steps to help prevent inflation from impacting your retirement dreams. To get your copy of this free booklet from Kurt Kenotic and his team at Accurate Solutions Group, call 412-515-3555. That's 412-515-3555. Firm offers insurance services. Investment advisory services are offered through ASG Investment Management, LLC, a registered investment advisory firm. At Eden Christian Academy, hope is rising. Hope that is secure in God, that builds faith, and inspires a love that can't be stopped. Eden is where parents find hope in a true educational partner, where students see faith woven into every subject, and where teachers model the love of Christ to every child from pre-K through 12th grade. Schedule a personal tour at any of their three North Hills campuses and witness the hope, faith, and love that Eden can offer your child at EdenChristianAcademy.org. We're always fighting the clock in radio against hmm. the time here. Pastor Chris Marshall is with us for just a few more minutes. We'll try to squeeze in another phone call or two. Uh, John, you're with us. Uh, thanks for coming along. What's your question, please, for Chris? Hello. Thanks for taking my call. This may be a crazy question, but what I can't wrap my head around, he can take on God, period. If you know who God is, you know what he's about. He saw him. What would make him think he can win? Who would make sorry, who John, think that? We had a little flip there. Uh, state your question again. There'll be a little audio blip. What makes the devil think that oh, he can take okay. okay. on God? All right, we got it. Thank you. Okay. I would say, John, the answer to that question is we human beings think we can do it all the time. We, we, I mean, the devil himself must have thought that he could get everybody else in heaven to agree with him, or else why would he try? But um, I don't think anybody that's taking on God is being rational, but we do it. I mean, sin is sin is is, is rejecting God's purpose and will in our life. And and we do it. And I and I think about the other thing is, if you look in Galatians chapter five, where it talks about the Holy Spirit leading our lives, the, the, the thing it says, there's a fight going on between the Holy Spirit and our sinful nature. And what I say all the time when I look at that passage is, well, God is fighting against Chris Marshall. Who's going to win that fight? Well, pretty much God. But but God doesn't always win because he will not coerce, manipulate. He's not like the devil. The reason the devil appears to win sometimes is because God will not mo- ma- manipulate or coerce us. The devil will use techniques that God won't use. And so that's why it even probably occurred to the devil that that he could have a, a chance. And it's probably why we reject God ourselves is because we think that there's not going to be a consequence or we think somehow we know better. And, and I, I mean, I, 
I hesitate to say that the devil is the only one who would ever think they could take on God because I'm pretty sure most of us do it at some level yep. almost every single day. I agree That's with wise. that, yeah. Thanks, John. Another interesting phone call. Really mm-hmm. appreciate it. Hey, uh, Chris, we're, we're just really about a minute or so left. We're out of time. We apologize for people who are on hold who are calling uh, even as we speak, but we're out of time, so uh, we do uh, apologize for that. Uh, the good news is that Pastor Chris joins us on a regular basis, mm-hmm. so he'll come back again and we'll do another segment of Ask the Pastor in the very near future. But uh, Chris, take a second or so, talk to us about New Life Christian Ministries, how you meet and uh, what you gather for and what it's all about. Okay, well, as many people, we're meeting both in person and online right now. So we have worship on the weekend, Saturday night at 6.30, Sunday morning at 8.30 and 10.30 at 139 Knock Road, Saxonburg, PA. And we meet uh, online every morning, uh, Sunday morning at 8.30 and 10.30, and then at 6.30 and 8.30 in the evening at newlife.online. So we'd love to have you join us. We'd love to get to know you. If you're out in the Saxonburg area, you can come physically. If you're anywhere in the world, you can join us digitally. And we'd love to get to know you. Where our mission is to share, grow, and live the new life of Jesus Christ with the world, one person at a time. Very nice. And don't worry, the land's paid for. (laughs) It is. Yeah, it is. That's That's true. Chris, always a pleasure. Thank you so much to avail yourself of this. Uh, It's not an easy thing to take uh, phone calls. People just call and say, what do you think? And you do it with uh, great ease. Uh, Love your spirit. Thanks again. Thanks, John and Kathy. Always a pleasure. Hey, you want to stay with us? Our 5 o'clock hour, John Sweeney's with us. He is a federal government contractor, a security expert, back from Afghanistan. Mm. Just on Monday, he flew back to the States. That's next, the 5 o'clock hour, here on Pittsburgh's Christian Talk, Word FM. Alexa, to play the word Pittsburgh, to hear us there. We're on your Google speaker, too. Plus, iHeart, tune in, and on radio.com. 101.5 WORDFM, Pittsburgh. With SRN News, I'm John Scott. A five-hour standoff in the nation's capital has ended. Authorities say a man sitting in a black pickup truck outside the Library of Congress had told police that he had a bomb. Capitol Police Chief J. Thomas Manger. We had information and, and evidence of, of what was in the bed of his truck, um, and there were some things that were concerning, but uh, ultimately we were able to take him in custody without incident. But there were there were certain things that we that were we saw in the truck, uh, for instance, a propane uh, a propane gas uh, container. Forty-nine-year-old Floyd Ray Rosenberry of Grover, North Carolina, surrendering in the last half hour. He's now in custody. The area will remain on lockdown for a while longer. On Wall Street, stocks remain lower. The Dow is down 137 points and the Nasdaq down one and a half. This is SRN News. In the good old summertime, in the good old summertime. It may sound a little corny, but it really is the good old summertime at the Springhouse in 84. The sun is shining, the cows are out on the pasture, the sweet corn is almost ready, the springhouse produce tables are filled with freshly picked vegetables, and we're up to our elbows in ice cream. And you know what? That all makes the springhouse a very fun place to be. Why not jump in the car right now for a country drive to 84? Come for homemade lunch or supper or just to eat ice cream and enjoy sweet country air. Be sure to take home our famous chocolate milk and baked goods. Don't forget that. We're just four miles east of Washington on Route 136, and it doesn't take long to get to us. 
Call 228-3339 for more directions to the Spring House in 84. Hi, my name is Ryan Bourne. And I am Danica Bourne. And, and we're, we're the, the owners, owners of South Coast, Coast Tax. Tax. We would like to thank our Lord for protecting us from evil. Psalm 91 states, He is my refuge and my fortress, for He will rescue us from every trap and protect us from deadly disease. South Coast Tax are Christian-based tax accountants and attorneys who specialize in releasing bank levies, wage garnishments, and filing complex tax returns. We are the leaders in acceptance of offers and compromise with awesome results. We are also a small firm who will treat you like family and not just a number. Call us today at 1-800-TAX-1176 for a free consultation, and we'll take the time to explain all of the programs that you qualify for in order to allow you a fresh start. In John 8:36, so if the sun sets you free, you will be free indeed, and one way we can achieve that is by being debt-free. So let us help you today. Call us at 1-800-TAX-1176, and together we can help achieve this goal by putting the IRS tax debt behind you for good. Again, that number is 1-800-TAX-1176. This is Pastor Tom Hall of First Presbyterian Church of Pittsburgh. Maybe you've missed church because of the pandemic. Maybe it's been years since you've come, or maybe you've never darkened a church door. But maybe it's time to discover God's love, God's truth, God's purpose for your life. Join us at First Presbyterian Church, 326th Avenue, downtown Pittsburgh, Sunday mornings at 1045 or online at fpcp.org. You are welcome here. Don't let bees buzz off your customers. Get the help you need at boozebugstoppers.com. Get a free quote on a monthly or quarterly pest control and sanitation plan without a long-term contract that'll clean them up, block them out, push them back, and remove pests safely. Backed by Booze 100% Satisfaction Guarantee. When it comes to protecting your business and your guests, who are you going to call? Booze Bug Stoppers at boozebugstoppers.com. Tonight will be humid. We'll see a shower in spots, otherwise partly cloudy in the evening, followed by late-night low clouds. Tonight we'll see a low of 65. Tomorrow, mostly cloudy and humid. Tomorrow we'll reach a high of 83. We'll start the weekend off Saturday, partly sunny and humid. Saturday will reach a high of 84. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm forecaster Drew Shannon. Portions of the following program have been pre-recorded. Welcome to another edition of The Ride Home with John and Kathy, live from the Salem-Pittsburgh studios. And now, here are your hosts, John Hall and Kathy Emmons. No, we're live. We're local. The Pittsburgh's Christian Talk, Word FM. Thanks for coming along today for the 5 o'clock hour. We're looking forward to a very interesting segment coming up next. Joe Sweeney's with us, just back from Afghanistan on Monday of this week, and he's got a story to tell. But in the meantime... We're looking at things locally here, you know, so there are life and death issues that are happening um, and they're all over our TV screens. They're all over radio and our phones and you name it. Um, And so we thought we'd for a minute turn our attention to something that, you know, is really not light, lighter. It's not of that great importance. Right. Today. National Potato Day. National Potato Day. We're going to talk about that later in the show. I'm very excited about National Uh Potato Day. Yeah. I'm celebrating by having potato salad for dinner. Oh, you are? Mm Mm-hmm. Really? Did you make it yourself? Why do you look at me like that? Oh. <laughs> I, I, no, it's fine. It's not clearly not. No, it's fine. I mean, uh, it's fine. You wouldn't have potato salad for dinner. No, I just it just kind of threw me. That's all. 
I don't know why. I just it just kind of like. Oh, I think having potato salad for dinner is a fine idea. I do too. Yeah, I got no problem. Oh, with that. clearly I, I, that is. You don't feel fine about it, and I'm glad I didn't invite you. I don't know what the problem was there. Am I missing something? I don't know. Anyway. Okay. Okay. So, um, hotel bathtubs, it looks like, have long been a symbol of luxury. Now, this is something that we have talked about on today on on the show before. Yeah. Because I love going to a nice hotel. Mm. And taking a bath. Yeah, well, I, I think it is a moment of, this is a great thing. It's usually a much nicer tub than I have at home. Mm-hmm. I'm not worried about, you know, like I'm going to have to get up and go make dinner. I'm going to have to go, like if I'm away, it's a vacation atmosphere or something like that. I love indulging in that way. And I am of the complete and total opposite mind of that. I, I think that there are a few things creepier in this world than a hotel bathroom. I How just, could it I, it feels to me as though when I walk into a hotel bathroom, all I think about is Stephen King and The Shining, and there's something, a, a horrific event that has taken place within that hotel bathroom, and I want nothing of it. The okay, last thing I want to do okay. is lay down in that tub. All right. Well, here's if you're talking like the evergreen motel somewhere, I then that's probably bad. But I'm saying if you're in a nice hotel. Oh, what? Wait. So you pay more money, so that makes it better? I don't think so. What, so just because it's a hotel bathtub, it's off limits? Yeah. I, I agree. I, I would not do that. I'd happily take a shower, of course, but I'm not going to lay in that porcelain prison and <laughs> let that thing wash Get over me. Here. I'm just not. It oh, just, my God. There's something weird about it. I'm telling you. I'm just not going to do it. First hotel bathroom. You have any idea when that was? The first time there was a... I have no idea. Yeah. 1908. The first hotel uh, bathtub was installed at uh, the Victoria Hotel in Kansas City, Missouri. Uh, it's also um, the Statler Hotel in Buffalo, New York. Uh, it was a dollar fifty for a bath and a bed, which would equate to about a hundred and fifty dollars now. Wow! So indoor plumbing, of course, revolutionized the idea because you know when you think about uh, hotels. The Parisians, they were ahead of the curve, right? A luxury hotel was a Paris invention. They just gave you like a pitcher of water and a basin and you splashed yourself off the birdbath eventually. Mm -hmm. But then once indoor plumbing became the thing, then hotels picked up on that. The idea, though, of a bathtub in a hotel mainstream, that started post-World War II America, Holiday Inn. Okay, sure. Mm -hmm. So you're saying? I'm not saying if I'm in, if I'm in some nasty holiday not a, inn not a, that I and if there is one, if there is one, if I'm in that I'm going to take a bath. I'm saying if I'm in a very nice hotel. Oh, so it's got to. But I don't see. See to me the dollar thing. To, we're right next door to a Holiday Inn Express. Okay. All right, but I'm not saying it. It necessarily has to do with the money I'm paying. It's just that there's a certain level of what a bathtub looks like, whether you are in like the Evergreen Motel somewhere, and you're in, you know. Next like, door is the Holiday Inn Express. I've never been to that hotel. I can't speak to it. Would your husband say, "Honey, let's go away for the weekend to the Holiday Inn Express"? <laughs> First and you, off, and you let wait, me no, just say, no, no, no. if ever my husband decided to take. For the weekend, right next to where I work, <laughs> there'd be an additional issue to be had. But th- what he said, let's go to th- whatever. And your first thought is, oh, goody, I'm taking a bath. Uh, maybe. 
maybe. Depending I, on what the hotel is, maybe. I don't get it. Maybe. I don't get it. Maybe. That's not me. Okay, the Washington Post says today that huh? hotel bathtubs, they say, have long been a symbol of luxury because there are people like me, okay, mm-hmm. who think that that is, a, but they may be on their way out. Yeah, because people are creeped out because they know. What? They're on their way out. Why? Why? Because why? I would say because a couple of things. Probably the biggest thing is the liability issue that you, you know, like for people who are elderly or, you know, or inebriated or elderly <laughs> and inebriated, you're stepping over the tub. You're stepping over the tub. Oh, so it's always a safety concern. I believe so. I would say so. Are you guessing? Or, I'm, yeah, just, okay. I'm yeah. guessing, but, you know, okay. that's become the trend right now. Yeah, right? Yeah, people, yeah. people have the walk-in bathtubs yeah. or the walk-in showers now. So the industry itself, how many lawsuits have been filed over people tripping over their bathtub? Right. They think, okay. I don't need that. Okay, let me give you a scenario. <laughs> All right. Now, now the toilet's a whole other we're issue. We're not even talking about that. I don't even want to get to whole that point. other issue. I want to go back to the tub because here's the Step thing. backed up. Okay, listen. <laughs> When I was in Europe a couple years ago, I was in the Netherlands, okay? Uh I'm in this hotel, and it is a very, very, very nice hotel. Mm -hmm. I walk into my room, and unexpectedly, there is a giant. Bidet. No. (laughs) Again, another story. A giant jacuzzi in there, Mm -hmm. okay, that would have fit four people. In your room? Mm -hmm. How weird is that? It was really an outstanding surprise. So, are you saying that if that was the case and you walked into that room, you wouldn't get in that tub? Mm-mm. I'm not. Di- That's Listen, crazy. I don't That's even want to go. I don't want to go to a public like you know, like you go to a hotel and they've got a pool. I don't even want to go in that pool. I just don't. What? So you're like a germaphobe? I don't think I'm a germaphobe. I just think you know. You, why do I necess- exists for a reason? I don't necessarily want to invite that thing. I don't see myself in there. I just don't. It just I don't know what that is. I whether don't it's see psychological. In there. I'm not looking to make a movie about it, John. I'm, I'm sorry. Just... Different strokes, Kath. We, right. you know, we agree on a lot of different I know, things, we but do. we diverge is, here. I just totally. don't understand. Anyway, I, so if you are like me and enjoy a bathtub in a fine establishment, you better go get it soon because apparently it's going to be a thing that disappears. Or you get ringworm. <laughs> One of those two things. That's all I'm saying. you get ringworm. It might be. We'll take a quick break. Come back. Look, Afghanistan, the horror of the situation. I think everyone's been following along this story. We're going to talk about that next. Joe Sweeney is with us. He has just flown in from Afghanistan on Monday of this week. He is a private security um, consultant with the United States government. He has a story to tell with us. That's next here on The Ride Home, where Pittsburgh's Christian talk on Word FM. I'm going to ask him about the bathtub. Oh, no. I am. I'm asking him. I'm asking Joe. W-O-R-D. Moms are the most influential people on the planet. For years, you've trusted Focus on the Family. Now you have the chance to experience it in person. Enter the Focus on the Family VIP experience. We'll fly you and three others to Focus on the Family headquarters, where you'll stay at Great Wolf Lodge in Colorado Springs and sit in on an actual Focus on the Family program. Enter once per day and complete bonus tasks to increase your chances of winning. The Focus on the Family VIP experience. Register to win at wordfm.com slash focus. Do you suffer from lower back pain, knee pain, foot pain, or fallen arches? Do you? If yes, just stop and write this magic word, G-Defy, G-D-E-F-Y. What is G-Defy? G-Defy is the footwear designed by Gravity Defier Medical Technology with the worldwide patented VersoShock sole. 
Their shoes are clinically shown to relieve pain by a double-blind clinical study conducted by Olive View UCLA Medical Center. You can try a pair for 30 days with free Corrective Fit orthotic inserts. If you're not satisfied, just return the shoes for a full refund and keep the free orthotics as a gift. Put an end to suffering. Save $20 and get free shipping from Gravity Defier when you go to gdefy.com slash radio and use code radio. That's gdefy.com slash radio, code radio. You have nothing to lose but your pain. For the ones who know that a little late is always too late. And that the clock doesn't stop just because you're missing a part. Granger offers supplies and solutions for every industry. And our KeepStock inventory management solutions help ensure you have the right stuff in the right place at exactly the right time. Visit Granger.com slash KeepStock to learn more. Granger for the ones who get it done. What is an integrated curriculum? For the teachers at Jubilee Christian School in Mount Lebanon, their award-winning approach is like a wheel, where subjects like science, math, and language arts are the spokes. But at this center, God is the hub, holding it all together. And through hands-on learning, monthly field experiences, the all-school unit, and more, kids develop a passion for learning and faith in a way that's really cool. Schedule a private tour today. Jubilee Christian School, K-6 grade. Imagine, believe, achieve at jubileecs.org. November 4th, Drusky Entertainment proudly presents Crowder Live in Concert. The Milk and Honey Tour, 8 p.m. November 4th at the Carnegie Music Hall in Oakland. Tickets on sale now at druskyentertainment.com. Crowder Live this November at the Carnegie Music Hall in Oakland, a Drusky Entertainment event. Of course, you've been following along at all. It's it's hard to miss the uh, the story of the the past couple of weeks, which is the the fall of Afghanistan into the hands of the Taliban. And of course, uh, you think about September 11th, 2001, and then the intervening military uh, work that the the government did to enter into the Middle East. Um, it's the longest war, right? I mean, that's it's. The very widest sketches is what we're presenting. But Joe Sweeney is with us right now. Joe is a government security contractor just back from Afghanistan Tuesday of this week. I've been saying Monday. But, Joe, welcome to the show. Thank you. Pleasure to be here. All right, Joe. So tell us what um, what your role is, why you were in Afghanistan in the first place. Yeah, we're contracted to support the Afghan forces um, militarily and also paramilitarily in special skills, whether it be hostage rescue, explosive countermeasures, sniper observers, and also counterterrorism, behavior analysis, surveillance, things of that nature. So there are are outside contractors that go in and assist the military, U.S. military overseas? No, we don't assist the military. We assist the federal police uh, units, uh, special forces units, kind of equivalent to SWAT teams here in, okay. in the States. Uh, we are not a military support unit that is done by our military to support their military. We actually support the law enforcement arm of these countries. Oh, okay. And so at any one time, how many people like yourself are in there supporting? Thousands. Mm-hmm. Thousands of contractors. Uh, because it's it's a, it's an, an operation and it's a program that they've had for over 20 years, I see. supporting any ally of the United States, 
Worldwide. Com- worldwide, it's combating terrorism. I see. So then after Afghanistan, you know, now you're going to travel someplace else. Yeah, I'll be going to the Middle East in a couple months. Okay. Okay, so that brings to mind an important question, which is if, if, you, if you are supporting um, police forces – who is uh, organizing all of you guys that are supporting? Like, is that under an umbrella of the federal government? It is. It's under the foreign policy of the State Department, and they support allies in, in many ways. It's not just hard skills. It's in documents. It's in an interview. It's investigations. There's probably 60 different disciplines that we support these okay. countries in. So you've been doing this for how long, Joe? I've been doing the contract work since 2009, but I've been working for the federal government since 2004. And, and what was your background before you started this work? Uh, Pittsburgh police officer. Mm-hmm. Primarily, my, my assignment was on the SWAT team of Bomb Squad for 11 years. I see. And then after 9-11, I had an opportunity to go to work with uh, Homeland Security, Explosive Division. Same kind of work, just a different territory. And that's it. Uh-huh. Bigger. Okay, so you've been in Afghanistan for how long? I've been there the last three years, but I was also there in 2014 okay. for a few months. Uh, this last rotation I started back in 2018, and we particularly spend six to seven months a year there, rot- rotating every three to four months average. So my, my last one though was six months because we were shorthanded. So you know the country well, uh, right? You, give us your general impressions. You're there in Afghanistan. Yeah. You're talking to the guys that you're working with. That you know you know, understand the history of American involvement in Afghanistan. You're thinking what? Well, well you know, for the past year it's been. Uh, disrupted on a couple couple levels. One was COVID. The camp in the country was actually shut down like most countries last year. Uh, and then it started to come back in the middle of 2020. So we get our program back up, get the forces trained, and get them out there and support them. Mm-hmm. But the drawdown since that announcement, of course, the uh, it changed. You know, everyone seemed to have a different outlook on what's next. And nobody really seemed to have an idea what was next. Nobody really had an exact timeline. I mean, there were some numbers being thrown around, but it was a fluid situation for sure. But you knew something was going to come sooner or later. Correct. So when it came, uh, what was that like? You got the word from whom, when? Well, we were. Spo- I was supposed to be there till December, up until Saturday. Wow. Well, you know, Saturday. Well, actually, it was probably a few days before Saturday. We were having several meetings, more than we usually have, and uh, we could assume and also the information we were getting from from our people was that it was deteriorating quite fast that the taliban was was moving very quickly across the country and uh, nobody really had a timeline on when that was going to come to full circle right so the biden administration says we were surprised by the speed of the taliban how they went and took city after city and here you see this wave coming to you you're thinking uh, am i going to fight uh, or are we just going to pack up our bags and get out of here well, I was scheduled to stay till Saturday of this week. Until last Saturday, when we got the call, we had hours. They said, okay, we had to start our protocols to exit the camp and be ready for the helicopters to come in and get us. Mm-hmm. So that's what happened then. Helicopters come in. They say, hop on board. I mean, you just grabbed your bags and you were out of the country within a matter of minutes. Well, we had to, we, yeah, we had to do some things to the camp. You know, there are certain protocols we have to follow. And, Destroy uh, things? Yeah, we, you know, we call it sterilization, you know, for the protection of everybody. And, uh, yeah, that's basically it. We got the order and we had to be where we needed to be. I see. And what about the people? Obviously, you're working with Afghan citizens. They were allies in the process, sort of paving the way for you. Talk about those people. Yeah, well, 
we exfilled on Saturday, and then we were at the airport Sunday, and it was it was quite confusing there. We finally got out Sunday night, and I got home Tuesday. Wednesday, we started our team of Americans to to try to figure out how to get our Afghan counterparts out. We basically left them standing there alone when oh we had to get God. on those helicopters. And they were shaking our hands. They were thanking us. I mean, these guys have had our backs. They've supported us without pay over the years because they were slow in getting paid. They showed up for work every day. My interpreter had my back. Uh, these guys were committed to the mission 100%. And uh, basically, it was disgraceful how we left. We got on these helicopters, and we left them there. So as soon as we got here, we um, started developing an email chain between all of us on how to get our guys back. We're in constant contact with them on some secure platforms here. I was just speaking to a few of them about two hours ago. So we're trying to get them out through the various ways that I really don't want to discuss on here. Mm -hmm. Sure. So what you talk about here, obviously, there's a lot of things you can't talk about. But it's important to know that, you know, the disgrace of us picking up our bags and leaving so quickly, leaving people behind who are your friends and allies who did have your back, uh, whether they're making it to the airport or not, that's a whole other story. And so, you know, there are tens of thousands of people who are in the same boat, essentially. Exactly. There's still Americans there. There are probably NGOs that are probably trying to get out. Some mm -hmm. some may have elected to stay. They, they might not have realized how bad this was going to get so quickly. I don't think anybody did it until the last week. <clears throat> but uh, information was just, I would say, sporadic. Uh, it didn't really seem to have an organized uh, method to what was next, to be quite honest. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm, sure, I'm sure that's the nicest way you can put it. Yeah, that, that is. That's the voice of Joe Sweeney. Uh, he is from the Aservo Project, U.S. private security contractor, just back from Afghanistan on Tuesday. Uh, Joe, were you surprised with the, the quickness with which the Taliban has overtaken the country? We, we weren't surprised. We were following them. You know, we were we had we had information and we had reports how far they were moving, what cities they were they were taking over in the nearby provinces. Uh, we knew it was not long. Okay. We 100 percent knew it was not going to last very long. We actually had a game plan to be out by the 18th or the 25th. Mm -hmm. But unfortunately, it uh, it happened quite sooner than that. So what about the people themselves? You know, I mean, we're watching the news, we read in the newspaper and whatnot, and you sort of, you miss the humanity, which is what sure. you experience, the men and the women, the children, the old ladies, everybody else who was there. Can you just give us a general impression of what they were facing day to day? What, you know, what was life like for a, and of course this is just, you know, a regular Afghani. I mean, as far as, you know, making a living or putting your kids in school, all that. Getting to the grocery store. Yeah. What does that look what like? Are we, what are we missing there? Now? Yeah. Well, uh, now, or even before. Yeah. Just well, the day to day. Well, it's a hard life. Even the guys we had on our camp supporting us, you know, laborers and, and people that just did some of the life cycle stuff. They uh, they would be cutting up cardboard in the winter to heat their homes. Uh, they they have very very little, and, and money is just a a conduit for them to get food or to get some wood, which is very expensive. Most of them can't afford the wood, so they get cardboard. They burn anything and everything they can in the winter to heat their homes. It's one of the worst pollution environments in the world. Kabul. Mm. Um, I, I won't get into. They burn. When I say they burn everything, they burn everything, everything. and um, rubber. You know, and, and doesn't I, matter. Doesn't matter. And, and so, so they're used to the hard life. Um, but I think for the 20 years, there was a lot of progress made. 
There was a lot of progress made for education. Several of my guys were going to school for their bachelor's degrees and master's degrees. We had uh, female officers going to school. We had uh, some humanitarian projects going on where they were getting involved. There were some factories coming in to help support girls to go to schools uh, by former veterans who who had come back to, to help. So there was some significant progress there. What's frustrating to me is I see these comments of people <laughs> that uh, I think they just take the nightly news bite yeah. and they regurgitate it on social media as fact. Well, it's time. It's been 20 years time for us to leave. Well, I'm not so sure I agree with that. Sure, there's a time we have to let this country be on its own. But this certainly was not the way to exit 100%. Yeah. This was not. Right. So one of the talking points that you're talking about is, well, we stepped alongside the Afghan people for 20 years. We tried to train them. Clearly, uh, they weren't trained well enough or in the lower ranks. We were sold out. So that's why it was best to get yeah, out when we did. Yeah. And, and what about the comments that the president made when he was addressing the country where he said, you know, look, if they're not willing to fight for their own country, then why should we fight for them? Is that an accurate assessment of the Afghan I, military? I, I, I would disagree with that statement. The triple units that we trained were fighters. They were hard. They were fighters. And they fought. They fought up. There was a unit that was totally wiped out four days before we left because they ran out of ammunition. Uh, I'm not saying that there was never an Afghan National Army unit that didn't lay down their weapons and walk. Sure. I'm sure that occurred. But nationally, they fought. I mean, these people were fighters. I mean, and, and, and I got to say, you know, did the appropriate funds get to the fighters? If you look at some of the generals and some of the upper echelon of the government, at some of their homes, you just got to do a little digging. I'm thinking a lot of money maybe never made it down to the troops. Right. So U.S. money came in, and a lot of that was diverted elsewhere. Well, I, you know, the, the Afghan government is very corrupt, like most countries. Sure. You know, and and it's just um, it's just a problem I think that happens when we go into these countries, and it's and it's a diplomacy thing. Mm-hmm. I'm not a diplomat. Right. Um, Your fighter. You know, and, you know, so I really can't speak on their job. I'm sure their job is very difficult in managing all this corruption and some of the funds and and how they get down to the people that that they're supposed to be. But, you know, obviously here it's been going on for quite some time. Mm -hmm. You know, and the other frustrating thing is everybody starts leveraging it and, and exploits it the next day politically, pointing fingers. Well, I got handed this. Well, I couldn't do that. You know, this is the time to get our Afghan colleagues out period. That's what they should be working on. They should be working on securing a pathway to get the Americans out. Right now, it's a storm over there, and it's not easy. We had a guy make it to the airport, and he couldn't get in. You know, we got, they're hiding. I mean, our guys are hiding. There was one interpreter caught. They hung him, and they did dismembered him, and they did quite a few other things. If you think the Taliban is going to negotiate with you safe passage, you are kidding yourself. You cannot believe one word that comes out of their mouth. Right now, they're trying to legitimize themselves as a government, as a group. They're only doing it. It's all smoke and mirrors, man. As soon as they get what they want, these people are going to be slaughtered. Mm-hmm. So talk about, uh, the again, in the broadest terms, the typical Afghani and their association or their perception, what they think about the Taliban. <laughs> There's, there's probably a couple different optics on that. There are, there are many that do not like them because of the oppression for all the years, especially what they did to the women and the children. There are probably some rural areas where they just go day by day. They really don't get affected too much. Mm-hmm. You know, they're small villages and very tribal areas. 
And it really depends on if the Taliban wants something in that area, how they're treated is how they're going to respond, whether positive or negative toward them. So it's it's kind of like you have some really hardcore people that do not want them back in power because of the oppression, because of the violence, and because of the, the things they do to women. Then you have people that are certainly sympathizers. Then you have people that probably are in rural areas that it may not affect them very much. But you also have the drug trade there. It's a high opium drug trade there, narco-terrorism there. And also now with this, with this uh, takeover of Taliban, the human trafficking there is going to be massive. That's how they f- they'll, they'll help fund their operation that way. They'll sell women and children for labor or sex to help fund their terrorist organization. God help us. We'll take a, let's take a quick break. Yeah, we need to take a break. Uh, we're talking to Joe Sweeney from the Aservo Project. He's a private security contractor just back from Afghanistan Tuesday. We'll continue our conversation about what's going on in country next. It's The Ride Home with John and Kathy. Uncle Ryan is going to talk about what in the world a direct lender advantage is. So, wow, I've been doing mortgages now for about 18 years. I started United Faith Mortgage with my father. We have a small team here. And honestly, I really think that's what makes us shine. The advantage of us being a smaller team is really the customer service. It's so important to me to make sure we hold your hand throughout the entire process. The other big deal thing is that we're an arm of a large company who has a really big financial backing and a direct lender advantage. Essentially, what that means is that our company gets to use its own money within its own walls. Um, And that's a really huge advantage for our listeners. Because typically, as a direct lender, we may be able to offer you a better rate, which over the life of your loan saves you monthly and lifelong money. We our United Faith Mortgage. We pay your appraisal fees up to $500. That's out-of-pocket money. United Mortgage Court, Melville, New York. MLS number 1330. Department of Banking. Mortgage Lender License number 22672. The United States has killed Osama bin Laden. Hours after that announcement, the White House leaked that it was SEAL Team 6 that carried out the operation. Al-Qaeda placed bounties on the heads of all Navy SEALs. Then just three months later, a U.S. Army helicopter carrying many from SEAL Team 6 and others. Can't anybody out there. We have a fallen angel. A fallen angel. Roger. Fallen angel. Extortion 1-7. The story most Americans don't know. Watch exclusively at SalemNow.com. To be or not to be? If that's your pest question, get the help you need at BoozeBugStoppers.com. Booze respects bees until they become a stinging problem for homeowners. Boo and his Bug Stoppers team can safely remove wasps, hornets, carpenter, and ground bees with no long-term contracts and a 100% satisfaction guarantee. Get a free quote today. When it comes to getting the buzz on bees, who are you going to call? Booze Bug Stoppers at BoozeBugStoppers.com. Sharing one car with her mom while supporting two households in a pandemic just wasn't working out. But thanks to the Lighthouse Foundation's Car Connection Program, this healthcare worker found safe, reliable transportation that meant less time on the road, a full night's sleep, and more income for her family. It's just one of the many programs you support when you sponsor their annual fundraiser gala September 24th. Bring hope to those in the most need throughout Butler and northern Allegheny counties. Become a sponsor today at the thelighthousepa.org. Why doing it right, roofing, siding, and remodeling? As an Owens Corning Roofing Platinum Preferred Contractor, it's simple. It's in their name. They're doing it right, and it's what you'd expect as a homeowner and what they intend to deliver. Call 724-NEW-ROOF. Want it done right? Call doing it right. 
We are everywhere on your radio at 101.5 WORD-FM, Pittsburgh, at wordfm.com, the Word FM mobile app, iHeart, TuneIn, and at radio.com. Tonight will be humid. We'll see a shower in spots, otherwise partly cloudy in the evening, followed by late-night low clouds. Tonight we'll see a low of 65. Tomorrow, mostly cloudy and humid. Tomorrow we'll reach a high of 83. We'll start the weekend off Saturday, partly sunny and humid. Saturday we'll reach a high of 84. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm forecaster Drew Shannon. We're talking with Joe Sweeney. He's a private security contractor with the United States government, just back from Afghanistan on Tuesday of this week. Of course, uh, what's coming out, uh, you know, it's shaky at best, or people are falling along on social media. The news is reporting one thing, but really what happened inside the country. Yeah. All right, Joe, talk to us about your departure. Um, we've heard a lot of news stories that people can't get to the airport. Do they get to the airport? They're not sure what's going on. Um, I, I saw something on Twitter. The State Department or the uh, U.S. Embassy sent something out saying if you're an American and you're in Afghanistan, don't come to the airport. Yeah, I think right now the airport's in, in not the best circumstances. There's so many civilians crowding the airport to get in. When I say civilians, Afghanistan civilians by the thousands. So, so the, right now they're probably saying that because they got to establish a path to get in and out of there. So when we left on Saturday and Sunday, we were departing back to another country to get out. So most of our team left on the charter, and we were supposed to be on C-17. So we were on a manifest around 2 o'clock. So we're standing by. The airport's getting busy. Then an attack started at the south end, but a mile from where and we were. And you're inside the airport at this point. We're inside. We're basically on the tarmac with a couple little buildings there. So we knew the 82nd was coming in. We were told, hey, they're going to be here in an hour. The local security forces, they were able to repel this small small arms attack at the other side of the runway. So that's what we did. I mean, it was pretty chaotic. The guys running the flight line, I mean, there's thousands of people. They're trying to sort. They're trying to sort uh, third-party third national security forces, Afghans, civilians, U.S. civilians. Um, but, you know, helicopters are landing and planes are taking off. So... Over the course of eight hours, we checked in twice and said, hey, uh, any update on our flight? And they're like, well, now we got you covered. Just sit, sit tight, bro. There's a lot going on. So after another few hours, uh, one of our one of our supervisors went out, and uh, he come back. He goes, hey, they're all gone. I said, what do you mean they're all gone? He goes, they're all gone. What? There's nobody there. There's just a guy running the flight line. So we go out to talk to him, and uh, we said, hey, we're checking up on our military heads, you know, at C-17. He says, uh, who are you? So we tell him who we are, and he goes, I had no idea you were here. Oh, my God. So we're looking at each other, and, and of course, the, the bosses had all the paperwork, and they're talking with him, and he goes, well, I'll be right back. So he comes back in about 10 minutes. He said, listen, I had no idea you are here. I have no paperwork on you. He says, and, and I'm overwhelmed here with what I got going on. He says, I can't help you. He said, you guys are going to have to find your way, own way out of here. So I looked, last at, thing you want to hear. I looked at my buddy and I said, he didn't just say that. He goes, oh, yeah, he did. So I looked at him and I said, uh, I said, hey, bro, we're going to have to go find some new friends because we've got to figure it out, figure it out now. You know, so the 82nd had been there and he had said, you're going to have to talk to the military. They're the only ones that are probably going to be able to get you out of here at this point. So we went and talked to this major and he he was 
this guy had it together. He had a lot going on, and he was cool, mm-hmm. and he knew his job. He said, listen, I'll get up with you. He said, it might be another 15 hours. He said, but sit tight. So that was it. And then finally, some of the people that were supposed to be there who we couldn't find for hours showed up. And uh, it wasn't 15 hours. It was probably a couple hours later. Then we ended up on a, on a C-17 but Joe, on, talk the, on, about- the, on the floor. I mean, this is yeah, like, but I bet you didn't care. Didn't no, matter, right? Well, he said, you can jump on this bird or wait for the next. And we said, well, we'll get on this one. Well, we got on there, and then we we were sitting on the floor, and uh, and I was thinking, man, we should have waited for that other one. You know, <laughs> you know but, you know, the, the plane was packed, and, and, of course, the Air Force was, was outstanding. There was, there was another tribute to all our military forces there. Mm-hmm. They came in. They restored some order. The Air Force was... Uh, doing their thing, it it, uh, it was organized, really methodical. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, professionals all the way. But in those moments, talk about flying about the seat of your pants. We didn't know you were here. Yeah, I mean that's that's how chaotic. Yeah. It was. So what does that tell us about the hundred thousand people who are trying to get out? Good luck. Good luck. Good luck because right now we're trying to help our own people. I mean, and, and everyone, and I've spoke to the two representatives here, uh, Congressman Lamb and mm-hmm. Rethensoller, mm-hmm. I believe. They both got back to us. They're helping. They they gave us some some forms. We're uploading information of our guys. They they've both been great. I mean, they've responded very favorably to, to me. So you've got you've got um, Afghans who have aided you over the years that you're trying to get out. Are you also trying to get Americans out? We're not because we don't know them. I don't know how many Americans are there. Um, they're probably with other nonprofit NGOs, humanitarian type missions. Um, these are the folks we know that, that had our backs, and, and literally that we just left them. So we feel obligated to try to get them out of there. Right. Okay. So the word is, I mean, again, I'm just reading, you know, what I'm reading, that things are much better under control than they were just a few days ago. And eventually, whether the Biden administration kicks the exit, you know, down a few days, things are going to calm down a little bit. There should be some order restored, and people are going to get out when they need to get out. I can't, I can't answer that. All right. Because. You know, the people we're talking on the ground, they're, they're, they say it's very dangerous for them to even try to get to the airport because they know who they are. Taliban has already burned down several houses of the families of the people we work with. They've already been to other several houses several times looking for them. So they know who they are, and they're relentless in finding them because anybody that worked with an American will be killed. Anybody that was an interpreter for an American, they will be killed, and their families will be killed. So if people don't get out, at some point in the very near future, there's going to be a wholesale slaughter. Oh, it's already occurred. I, we talked a little bit about the one interpreter that's already been hanged. There's hundreds of them probably been killed by now. But we don't know about that because the Taliban's putting on a happy face. Sure, sure. You, you know, and I think there's some different factions within that organization. You know, there's some splinter groups in there, and you have the one on TV that's trying to legitimize right. themselves. That's even infuriating in itself that anybody would legitimize these people. That's an insult. And if everything you're seeing on any type of cable or mainstream news source, don't believe it. I'm telling you. It, it's either very watered down or very... Hyped up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It, it, whatever the agenda is that they want to they want to project. I mean, and we've known this. This is COVID. Or, I mean, you take anything. But, sure. but here you're talking about people's lives. You're talking about people that stood next to American forces, American contractors, and had our back when we were out there. And now we got on a helicopter and there was no plan to get them. We could have started this months ago. The equipment and stuff we left there, I mean, all over the country, I mean, you hear it. It's, you know, 
it, it's a, it's it's shocking of how we how we did that. I mean, we could have started a plan months ago to get some of these folks identified, not. But for whatever reason, the Biden administration said, now's the time. We're going to cut our losses and just be done with it. Well, I think it was too late. Taliban was moving so fast. And, and you take a look at that from an optic. The United States couldn't have taken that country that fast. There's other things going yeah, on here. So there had to have been governmental. There had to be somebody. There, yeah, yeah, there had to be some information sharing. I mean, as fast as they moved to that country, there's no way they did it on their own. Mm-hmm. Um, you just take a look at it and, and, and do, the, do the math. I mean, there's no way they covered that kind of ground without some help, you know. um. We need to step away again. Joe Sweeney is with us. We're talking about Afghanistan, what you're not going to hear on the major media outlets. It's different here. So stick around. Our conversation continues in just a few minutes. It's Word FM, Pittsburgh's Christian Talk. Pittsburgh's favorite Christian music is here on the weekend. With the best new music. New, new, new music. Come what may, new music from We Are Messengers. I'll rest in the arms of Jesus, come what may. Relate from For King and Country. Can you, can you relate? And Scars in Heaven by Casting Crowns. The only scars in heaven. Best new music and Pittsburgh's favorites. Sponsored by Trinity Jewelers. 101.5 WORD. On the weekend. As you know, Mike Lindell has a passion to help everybody get the best sleep of their lives. And he didn't stop by simply creating the best pillow. Mike created the Giza Dream Bed Sheets. They look and feel great, which means an even better night's sleep. Mike found the world's best cotton called Giza. It's ultra soft and breathable, but extremely durable. Mike's Giza Sheets come with a 60-day money-back guarantee and a 10-year warranty. The first night that you sleep on the Giza sheets, you'll never want to sleep on anything else. Giza Dream Sheets come in a variety of sizes and colors, and Mike's latest incredible deal is the sale of the year. For a limited time, you receive 50% off the Giza Dream Sheets. You receive a set for as low as $49.99. Go to MyPillow.com, click on the radio listener square, use promo code WORD. There you'll find not only this amazing offer, but also deep discounts on MyPillow products, including the MyPillow mattress stopper and much more. Call one 800 391-0954. Use the promo code WORD. 1-800-391-0954. Promo code WORD. You've been putting back a few, and a few becomes a few too many. For a moment, you think of calling for a ride, but nah, you live nearby. What's the worst that could happen? You get pulled over. Your insurance goes up. You lose your license. You total your car. You kill someone. The results of driving drunk are tragic. That's why law enforcement is out there looking for impaired drivers to save lives. So if you think you're okay to drive after a few drinks, think again. Drive sober or get pulled over. Paid for by NHTSA. If you can fix the big stuff, you can fix the small stuff. For over 100 years, QDOT has fixed big mechanical systems for the commercial industry, from hospitals and factories to churches and schools. You deserve to be treated fairly when it comes to your home's HVAC system. QDOT can solve any mechanical challenge, big or small. For affordable repairs, replacement, and maintenance, QDOT answers 24-7-365. And your safety is their top priority. Call 412-366-6200 at q-dot.com. McQueen Building Company. It's about our people, but it's what others say about us that we really want you to hear. It was a pleasure working with McQueen. Everything we agreed on in the contract was done and done to my satisfaction. 
I'll certainly have them for any future projects and have recommended them to friends. Jeff works hard, is committed to success, and willing to go above and beyond in his zeal for the best outcome. I highly recommend Jeff, his work ethic, and his commitment to excellence. McQueen Building Company. See our work for yourself at McQueenBuildingCompany.com. We're talking, Afghanistan. We're talking about Afghanistan with Joe Sweeney. He's just back in the country from Afghanistan on Tuesday of this week. A government contractor, a private security contractor, and giving us what he knows. Yeah. All right, Joe. So you mentioned before the break that uh, the speed with which the Taliban was able to overtake Afghanistan um, makes you think that there has, you know, there has to be some sort of, you know, uh, governmental involvement we know that the government's corrupt right we've known that for years we've known that for probably two decades ever since we started trying to rebuild it sure and, and you know the taliban's well funded uh they have a lot of money and i you know I, for, for the speed that they moved they were probably paying maybe afghan army who knows i mean they were paying people with information to move at that speed and i think they also had some support from from other organizations, I mean, Al Qaeda is there, ISIS is there, uh, the Haqqani network funds them very very well, so they, they just didn't have this formidable force that they were taking over the country at lightning speed. They certainly had a lot of people helping them. Right. You know who those people are, I don't know, but it just doesn't make sense. You look at the chessboard and it don't make sense. How it collapsed. Yeah. Yes, correct. Okay, so Joe, uh, you know. Afghanistan, you know, I'm sure everybody knows some portions of the history. They've had a long, hard road. I mean, you go back to the 1970s when, you know, they were first overtaken and then the Russians come in. Americans in some way should have known better. They saw the Russians just got their butts kicked. And so we thought we were going to change things. Clearly, that was not the proper decision. Well, I think, you know, the initial mission was right. It was a haven for, for training for terrorists. And that's why we went in. We went in there to disrupt the training camps in the haven where the terrorists could train freely, raise money, um, carry out their missions. Somewhere along the line, you know, the military, you know, they know what they're doing. They get in there. I think once you enter the politics and the diplomacy piece, that convolutes it. Mm-hmm. You know, you lose the objective. What's the objective here? You know, we weren't there to nation build, and I don't think that was the purpose ever. I, I think we we just got caught up in trying to push our way of life as far as a democratic government on them. And that doesn't work in that part of the world. Mm -hmm. They have their ways. I'm not saying we can't introduce some things that can help their their country economically, socially, human rights. But, you know, once politics is involved, this is what the outcome is. And and it's, it's, you know, you can see it. You can just look at the videos you're seeing. I mean, Mm -hmm. it is pandemonium there, Mm -hmm. mass chaos. There, there was, Were you afraid being there, Joe? No, nah, I've been there three years. Um, and that's not to say certain times. So, when been, did you go there first? I was over there in 2000. I think it was 14. Okay. was my first. I okay. did a couple of trips and, there. And so, you know, I'm, you're not a political commentator. We all know this is going to land in Biden's lap. Um, but this has been, you know, there's been four administrations, four presidential administrations um, since this whole thing started. Have you seen, has it been degrading the whole time? I, I don't think. I, I would say in the past couple of years, once the announcement was that these troops are going to leave, it emboldened Taliban. Right. So that was, what, two years ago maybe? Yeah, roughly. And there was a plan. There was a plan sure. with conditions. You know, there were, and if the conditions weren't met, we were staying. Well, that just went, went away. Like the past year, Taliban did what they wanted. Nobody stepped their 
foot back on them. You know, you have to understand, too, the Afghan National Army was trained ground game and air assault, air and ground. Mm -hmm. I don't know where the where the air support go for these guys in the past six months. Right. So that was just pulled. It's just gone. I mean, so now you train these people. With, with the equipment that you've given them, and now you're taking the equipment away. Yeah, and we had air support for them, so they were they were, they knew the ground game with the air support, and then all of a sudden they lost the air support, and nobody knew like where's the air support for these guys because mm -hmm. they were trained that way. So basically, you took half of their capability, a big piece, and they're like now now you know what, what you know. So they they were a little bit undermanned as far as that capability, and that's the way they were trained. You know, so trying to retrain them, I don't think ever occurred. Um, but you know, the thing was a mess. It, it was just kicking the can down the road. I mean, we, just trying to get answers was just very difficult because I just don't know if anybody really knew what the final plan was, right. what time, when do they want to do it? And if you needed to spend some more time there, well, you know, if you're going to save lives and you're looking at it now, we got 5,000 troops there and they're talking about staying another month. So what accomplished this by leaving it just go and think it was going to work itself out? It just was. was and the potential for increased violence is oh, yeah. just yeah. going up and up. And so, you know, it, it brings up a point. You know, you think about and people have talked about this, how many thousands of U.S. servicemen lost their lives or how many yeah. people were maimed, you know, maimed forever, just horrible injuries. If that was your dad or that was your brother or that was your husband, it just breaks your heart. You think, what was this all about? What, what were the heck we were doing there in the, in the, in the whole sense? Yeah. Yeah. The, you know, the veterans that served there, you know, they were successful. The mm -hmm. Afghan people have made progress. Um, I get a little taste of that feeling. Our missions are training. You know, we're not out there running patrols. We're not out there, you know, offensive offensive uh, actions. And just the, the effort we put in there with our guys, training them, supporting them, getting to know their families, our guys that work with us, besides the units we trained. I can only imagine the vets that, that were out there fighting yeah. and getting injured and l losing their buddies. Who are sitting at home now? I mean, there's no shame there. Those guys and, and women, they did their mm -hmm. job. They did their job, and there was a lot of Afghans prospered from it. And and I think that's if they can word. hold on to a little bit of that hope, yeah, that's a good word. Yeah, you know that that there may be there may be some some formidable pushback here at some point. That's good. That's Joe Sweeney, the Asover Project, U.S. private security contractor, just back from Afghanistan Tuesday. Joe, stay with us. We're going to take a break. Come back a couple more minutes with Joe. Thursday edition, right home. As you know, Mike Lindell has a passion to help everybody get the best sleep of their lives. And he didn't stop by simply creating the best pillow. Mike created the Giza Dream Bed Sheets. They look and feel great, which means an even better night's sleep. Mike found the world's best cotton called Giza. It's ultra soft and breathable, but extremely durable. Mike's Giza Sheets come with a 60-day money-back guarantee and a 10-year warranty. The first night that you sleep on the Giza Sheets, you'll never want to sleep on anything else. Giza Dream Sheets come in a variety of sizes and colors. And Mike's latest incredible deal is the sale of the year. For a limited time, you receive 50% off the Giza Dream Sheets. You receive a set for as low as $49.99. Go to MyPillow.com, click on the radio listener square, use promo code WORD. There you'll find not only this amazing offer, but also deep discounts on MyPillow products, including the MyPillow mattress stopper and much more. Call one 800 
391-0954. Use the promo code WORD, 1-800-391-0954, promo code WORD. How much do you have saved for retirement? Now, cut that number in half. That's the impact inflation could have on your retirement. Have you thought about how that will affect your retirement plans? If not, you should. Recently, we've seen inflation well over 5%, but even at the historical average of 3%, the value of your savings will be cut in half in 20 years. So, what can you do? Start by getting a free booklet from Kurt Kenotic at Accurate Solutions Group. It will help you understand how inflation could impact you and show you simple ways to prepare for it. Get this booklet to discover five easy steps to help prevent inflation from impacting your retirement dreams. To get your copy of this free booklet from Kurt Kenotic and his team at Accurate Solutions Group, call 412-515-3555. That's 412-515-3555. Firm offers insurance services. Investment advisory services are offered through ASG Investment Management, LLC, a registered investment advisory firm. In the warehouse, the job has to get done. But if you're working with an outdated forklift that has more downtime than up due to maintenance, it's time to make the switch to Novolift lithium-ion powered forklifts. With a Novolift forklift, you get less downtime, a longer lifespan, fast, efficient opportunity charging, and a five-year cost of ownership that will save you almost $45,000 over internal combustion models. Novolift. Revolutionizing the material handling industry one job at a time. What's in your warehouse? Contact us today for a cost analysis at NobleLiftNA.com slash save. Nobody should have to pay for one-size-fits-all insurance coverage. Liberty Mutual customizes your car and home insurance so you only pay for what you need. Liberty, 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 Liberty. Win an all-expense-paid trip to Focus on the Family's Sea Life 2021 event in Dallas, August 28th. Includes airfare for you and your family, hotel, and event admission. Featuring Focus on the Family's Jim Daly, music from Matthew West, and more. Enter now at wordfm.com. Hour talking with Joe Sweeney just back Tuesday from Afghanistan. He's a private security contractor for the United States government. Give us an inside look about these last several days, last couple of weeks, what's what's happened in Afghanistan. Yeah. Joe, you mentioned that um, the problem in the media right now is that people are either, you know, over emoting or under emoting, depending on what it is they're talking about. Um, and one of the things people are saying is, you know, for veterans who died, for spouses who lost spouses, for kids who lost dads, what did they die for? Yeah. Well, I, I can tell you this. Those men and women that served, they were their sacrifice were enabled us to do our mission. You know, we went so out. So they were successful. They were successful. We were able to train these other commando units successfully because the U.S. military had trained the Afghan Army and other special forces of the Afghan Army to keep areas safe. So we were able to go out there and do our job safely more than, you know, the, the risk that they put themselves in. They absolutely succeeded in their mission tenfold the sacrifice um there are afghan people that got out of that country in the last 20 years because the united states military provided a safe haven to exit that country and give them a new start in the united states nice yeah. at the same time we want people to come in on the people saying or we're going to invite the afghan citizens in uh we don't know who they're you know who they are they might be terrorists what do you think about that well i mean look at the southern border what are they doing are they checking people there I mean, there's a process here. I mean, if you reach out to the people that work with these Afghans, they can verify who they are. If you're unsure who they are, then they go for the vetting process. They can set up a, a system and they can do what they do to everybody that comes in here and vet. Joe, you do uh, dangerous work for a living. And um, 
And there are a lot of people who stay back here stateside, who support you, pray for you, who make you know that you're not alone. Talk about those people. Oh, well, I tell you, you know, of course, my family was, was quite upset for, for five days, probably longer. They knew things were starting to go bad sooner than that. And, uh, you know, a member of Christ Church, and I tell you, the men and women of Christ Church surrounded my family in prayer and support while mm-hmm. I was gone. Uh, my wife particularly, and, and she was very, very, very worried and concerned. Sure. Um, and, of course, I was trying to keep her calm, but uh, those men and women, I can never repay what they did for my family. And there were other churches and other prayer warriors mm-hmm. out there. And, and there's no doubt that we, we evac'd our camp safely because um, there was always the possibility of helicopters getting shot sure. um, because we knew Taliban was in the area. So I can't thank them enough. Uh, for for the support they provided my family. This is harder on people's families than it is on us. We chose this career. We chose this job. We we accept the responsibilities of it. Uh, but I thank them all, all those people that prayed for us and our team and continue to pray for our Afghan comrades. Mm-hmm. I'm into that. Joe, just a few seconds left, a servo project. This is what, the core of what you've been doing for a long time. Yeah, we started four years ago rescuing kids and adults uh, in sex trafficking. Uh, we have uh, rescued some people from the Middle East. We have a couple ongoing missions and planning, and we also have some cases here in Pittsburgh. So we'll talk look, to you about that next time. That'd be great. Terrific. Joe, thanks Joe for Sweeney, your time. thanks for your time, for your Th- really excellent you. work. Thank you for being with us here today. The podcast is up and running after we leave the air. Have yourself a great night. We'll see you tomorrow. The Ride Home with John and Kathy, a production of Salem Media Group. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.